been yet another week. Anything to report, troops? Not much. It's boring. Oh, I took a, my some of my friends came up here because I was house sitting for my parents who live like thirty minutes away. So I had my friends come up and I took them to the college town I'm at and I gave them the uh, Elliot Roger uh, shooting <laughs> tour of Isla Vista <laughs> it, because it is surprisingly comprehensive to the uh, town. And for for those of you who don't remember or don't know, Elliot Roger is the incel Jesus. And I happened to go to the same school that he did and frequent the same... Uh, college town he did and performed the shooting in you could say simon is carrying on his legacy naturally i don't know if it's still up but i think monkey jones had a comprehensive video series yeah about i watched Roger. it that's why i remember it so well it was a really good series it was well made but the topic yeah it's i mean there were like a gajillion like documentaries about hitler so like I feel like documentaries can or at least should be made about like terrible people because sometimes they're just really fascinating. I guess. It's definitely a good character study to like people are just like completely off the chain. They're just gone. Yeah, when people are crazy, do they need a spotlight shown on them? Probably not. Let the world know how crazy they are. So I'm guessing you two have just sort of fallen into your routines then? Other than that, yeah. I had my first midterm for my stats class and my second midterm for abnormal psych. Sounds like an interesting class. Abnormal psych. Abnormal. Yeah, it's dealing with disabilities and whatnot. And like the different like methods of like how to approach disabilities and what the methods and how the methods explain how those disabilities come about. Hmm. Second midterm already. Isn't it only week eight for you guys? It's week three for me now. I mean, I say guys, I'm talking to Sam. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't count. <laughs> what day is it? Who knows? I know which day of the week, but how many, <laughs> but what month it is, or what week we're in, I don't know. It's a week before my birthday. So I probably will not be able to record next week, because I'll be busy doing my birthday. No, that means you have to record yeah, next that, week. <laughs> it'll be the birthday episode. The birthday episode. Woo! I will try to show up drunk. <laughs> And I will not. Well, yeah, because that would be illegal. <laughs> yeah, Grant. I have never shown up to a podcast drunk. I'm putting that Yet. on the record. <laughs> <laughs> Bite. <laughs> I'll just stop there. <laughs> oh, yeah, Simon. Vote on my straw poll for what I carve into my pumpkin. Mm. I'll do that later. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been up for like two days now. I don't know what these are. They're Pokemon, Simon. 
Pokemon. They are the so pocket I, monsters. So Pokemon. I tried to find a. <laughs> so I tried to find a pumpkin stencil of a Bidoof, but I could not find one. He's gonna do a loom. Come on. Okay, I'm sending you the list of stencils. Pokemon, the Pokemon Company released Official a stencils. bunch of stencils last year. This is the stencils that I get to choose from. These are the ones that Pokemon has released. Well, I don't like uh, Meowth's expression right here in the Alolan Meowth. I don't like that. Yeah, the Alolan Meowth is just sort of odd. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> yeah, so I carved the uh, normal Meowth pattern last year, if you recall. <laughs> From me posting it in Discord last year. Yeah. Didn't that uh, pumpkin just like immediately capitulate, or am I thinking of a different? No, it lasted a good couple of days, but it did just collapse it on itself because that's just what happens. So yeah, well, I'll carve one of these. When are we gonna carve some turnips? My turnips. Turnips are small. Because that's what they do in England. How about potatoes? Too small. Pumpkins are big. That's why they're fun to carve. But there's no challenge. I don't like carving pumpkins. There's, there's definitely a challenge in carving pumpkins. No, that's easy. <laughs> I gotta carve a tomato. <laughs> I gotta carve a turkey and cut my hand again. Is that, is that how you salt your turkeys with your own blood? <laughs> no, that was an accident on uh, Christmas last year. Quote unquote accident. It was a genuine accident. No, nah, it was part of the ritual. Probably. Honestly. Just to summon Santa Claus. Yeah. We were making Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like, last year when I, they charged me with carving the turkey because I guess I'm old enough to do that. So I'm in the uh, kitchen and I have the knife. I had to, like, manhandle the uh, leg because it's going to pop the uh, joint of, of the uh, drumstick to get it off. And I man, I, they, I had to manhandle the turkey a little bit to like, like basically like get the uh, leg ready to like snap it. And I was holding the knife because I apparently had to put the knife in between the joint to like pop it. But my hand was covered in the turkey grease. So when I pressed in the knife's, uh, like the heel of the knife was, I guess isn't like, uh, it was too small for my big meaty claws. So when I, my greasy hand just slid down the knife like the knife blade, and at a bad time. Forgot where the turkey ends and the hand begins. <laughs> you heard megalovania in the distance. <laughs> yeah, I was having a bad day. Luckily, I didn't need stitches, but my hand, my, uh, that hurt. I hurt a lot. So my recommendation, don't slide your finger down knives. Yeah, that's generally good advice. Yeah. Or use better healed knives. Or maybe wear an, if you're using like poorly healed knives, I'd recommend wearing an anti-cut glove. Or pre-cut off your hands. Yeah, that'll work. Because then you don't have to carve the turkey. Yeah, or just don't put your hand next to where you're cutting with a knife. No, the hand that was pressing the knife was the one that was uh, covered in grease, and that was the one that like slid down the blade. Oh, so like you're holding onto the handle and your hand just went forward yeah the knife didn't move forward but the hand did. oh oh 
No. Don't worry, it took me a second to realize, oh, I'm bleeding. Huh, this grease wasn't red before. It's like, oh, why does my finger hurt? Oh, it might be this gash on my finger. Might be, just might be. There's a severe possibility that this is true. Well, if I didn't end up needing getting stitches, that wouldn't be the first Christmas in which I would have to get stitches. <laughs> Simon, have you ever had a non-painful Christmas? Yeah, many times. <laughs> he has experience in non-painful Christmases as much as painful Christmases. Simon, why'd you have to get stitches on Christmas? Uh, well, that was when I was, I believe I was two or three. And, oh, so not within your memory. Yeah, so it's not within my memory, but from what I was told, my dad was, like, I guess supposed to watch me, like, bathe myself, but he wasn't paying attention. So, like, he looked away, <laughs> and he looked back, and he noticed uh, that I had smacked my mouth on the faucet. <laughs> so, like, now there's a hole in my, like, uh, beneath my lip. And uh, uh, I needed to get stitches for that one. So when they took me to the hospital... They uh they said, yeah, we're going to have to give your kids stitches. And they told my mom, hey, can you hold him down while we give him stitches? <laughs> How are you too young for an anesthetic? I guess. Or they just like, were like, here, it doesn't matter. Or they're going like, to be like, let's yeehaw this. <laughs> we're going to field surgery this. We are out of morphine. We're just going to get it done. <laughs> just give him a bit of brandy. They can bite a bullet. Yeah. No, you can't. Your mouth has to be open. So it wasn't fun for anyone in my family that Christmas. <laughs> Have you guys had painful Christmases? No. I've never needed stitches. I've never broken bones. I'm a careful person by nature. Man, I can't remember any Christmases where I was hurt either. <laughs> At least not physically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all had Christmases in which it was painful to be with the family in some regard, but be like that before we're talking about christmas what it actually becomes christmas time we're still two months out well i think the stores would heavily disagree with you <laughs> don't worry all the stores got their christmas stuff out already and have been out uh, sam any news on matt bulking up because i really need to know <laughs> 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 so with that picture too <laughs> I need more information this is this has consumed me <laughs> <laughs> um doesn't really seem like he's bulked up <laughs> he's trying though <laughs> he's still a stick just like Simon <laughs> Yeah. can't stick it all my will probably not just to send this to him over the past week <laughs> wait you said you sent it to him that's no, it's taking all my willpower not to oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want me to show him <laughs> <laughs> sure i feel like if you're gonna bully people you should do it yourself <laughs> put this in your honor Jalons discord <laughs> <laughs> Matt's ideal body. <laughs> this is the ideal Matt. Should put it next to his ideal waifu. I haven't even met this guy. <laughs> Have you not? No. Not to my knowledge, at least. Yeah, Matt was in the 
advanced classes, so to yeah. speak. Well, I was also in the stupid classes. Yeah, and you left. Yeah. Yeah. And I was still in the stupid classes. Speaking of the people back in Bakersfield, I mentioned last episode that I was planning to return home this weekend. That did not happen. He's a liar. <laughs> I am a liar. Once more. <laughs> I didn't see anyone show up at my work mysteriously. <laughs> Star was on the lookout for a shaggy-haired man wandering in. Were you waiting with bated breath? Maybe. So I stated on the last podcast that ideally I would leave Thursday night and come back Monday morning, but I was very tired on Thursday. Excuses. So I was tired. I just slept, and then Friday morning, my uh, friend texts me, saying that he needs a help with um, our logic homework. So I go over and help him. So I leave at about noon, and I'm thinking, this is fine, I'll be back at 3 p.m., and that's reasonable. So I start driving, and I am about half an hour out when uh, Google Maps says... There's a brush fire happening. The five is closed, rerouting. So that's not good. A brush fire had started around San Fernando, and I did. I had no idea where it started. All I knew was that a fire was starting. The five was closed. My new plan to get back home would be to get on the fourteen, and then like swing through to Hatchapi, and then I get another alert. The two ten is closed. Oh. And the way that. Whoever, I don't know who's actually in charge of the highways. I assume it's the police, but I got no idea what, which police. <laughs> La policia. I think it depends on uh, what type, if it's interstate or... Yeah, exactly. Who knows and who cares? I feel like the state or I believe the counties probably have like the authority to close them down. I'm sure someone has the authority. But anyway, they shut down the 210 and it turns from a six-lane highway into one lane that dumps people into a residential area. This causes more problems than I think it solves. So one, the area where they dumped us at was not equipped to handle this many cars. And people using Google Maps, Google did not know what was going on fast enough. So Google kept giving me directions to roads that were closed. Even when I was... So, I was stuck in gridlock from about 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Where I'm... Time well spent. Yeah, so... Using my car's... Is it odometer for distance? I think it's odometer. Like, on the car's odometer... Probably. In those two hours, I moved five miles. Just because it is... It sounds like regular LA. Yeah, but we're just, like... We're in some, like, just suburban neighborhood, and but it's just gridlock. So I can't move anywhere towards Bakersfield, and I can't move any way, like, back home. So at about, like, 3 p.m., like, eventually I'm able to just escape and get on, I think it's Foothill. But Foothill, like, every entrance onto the 210 going west is closed. Because people... 
I guess, are still trying to drive through the fire because people. But Google still thinks Foothill's open. And so it's always, like, when I'm trying to get back to my dorm, it's constantly trying to reroute me through Foothill, but it's closed. That doesn't work. There was a few other streets like that where the streets were closed, but Google thought they were open, and they kept giving me, like, the wrong route. And there was a period of time in gridlock. So Google, Google Maps tries this thing where if it encounters heavy traffic, it'll try to reroute people on different routes. And this ends up just spreading out the traffic to a wider area. So I did notice in the gridlock that whenever Google would update the route and try to shuffle people somewhere else, it would just gridlock some other street. In like emergency scenarios like this, Google Maps is a necessary tool just to get people through areas where there's a fire going on, streets are closed, but it needs to be updated faster. I found by the time that Google realized which of the streets were closed, like I was already back at my dorm. It was like 5 p.m. The road had been closed for three hours. Like it just took way too long. So I wish that there was some way like one thing that I really wanted is on the Maps app, there was just a button I could click to say, this road is closed. And if like enough people do that, Google will just update it that the road is closed. Because that was incredibly frustrating. Like trying to like find my way out of this area where I've never been to, while Google was giving me directions that lead me in the wrong way and lead me to dead end streets is incredibly frustrating. I think Waze probably updates quicker, but you are right, they probably should uh, get their game together on that uh, area. What is Waze? Um, it's like an alternative to uh, Google slash Apple Maps. They also show you like, uh, here is like a speed trap or a traffic uh, cam or a... I mean, speed cam or a cop. Hmm. It's pretty neat. And I only really trust Google Maps just because of how much time and money they've spent, like, satellite imaging the entirety of the Earth. And mapping each of the streets. Exactly, like that. Their maps are incredibly accurate. It's just in these very human times where something has gone wrong, things are changing fast. Google just didn't update fast enough, and I wish there was some way that, like, I could have said that, like, oh, these roads are closed, so that it would just, like, not recommend them for, like, the next person. So, I wish Google Maps was better. It's definitely getting better, but it's still frustrating for what it is. Also, it wouldn't have been nearly as big of a problem if like the hundreds of cars that were driving along the 210 weren't all dumped in a residential area. And then when there are dozens of stoplights on timers, but the timers are not built to be variable depending on the number of cars, good lord. There was, there was one stoplight where, so every single car getting off the, uh, getting off the 210 is trying to turn left to either get on like the 210 going the other way or getting on the five going south just to get away from this mess. 
So we're all dumped into this like, just like a residential area where there's like, just like a liquor store and a gas station. And so there are, everyone's trying to go left and the left like, like turn lane is backed up for miles. And the left turn was a 10 second timer. And half the time, the cars are piled up so far into the intersection that you couldn't turn left. So it was like every two cycles, one car got to go. Wow. That sounds like efficiency. It was literally it's working as intended. Hell on earth. So we'd say in gamer to speak, it's working <laughs> as intended. What I really wish would happen is that in a scenario like this, where major highways are shut down, major roads are shut down, there should just be a police officer directing traffic. Like, the street lights on their timers, when they're not built for this, shouldn't be the law of the land. There just needs to be, like, a person doing this. Because it was absolute madness. But there is a personal problem, because at every, every single... Like freeway entrance, there had to be, like I know, so there was a cop car, which is at least two people, and then every like road heading towards, because you know, like every, every, like every major highway has streets going alongside it, just for safety's sake. All those roads had to be closed as well, so like it is a manpower problem, but most cities aren't really equipped for these kind of emergencies because it just stops all traffic. Mm-hmm. There's so much wasted productivity out there. Yeah. So I spent... So I eventually got back to my dorm at about 6 p.m. So it was about six hours driving. And I only traveled... It was about... It was about 70 miles total. Made a big circle and got nowhere. God, I hate driving. Driving's fun when there's, like, no traffic. And you're going along a beautiful route. Yeah, driving is fun when you're the only person on the road. Whenever there's another <laughs> yeah. person, like, my stress level just goes through the roof. What are they going to do? Oh, God, I didn't even... It slipped my mind because it was just a small part of the whole day. But when I left my dorm, just, like, in the morning, like, at noon, everything was fine. There was, like, just, like, a minivan in front of me that kept throwing trash out their window. Good God. Wonderful. Those are the first people to go in the apocalypse. God, people suck. Or in the revolution, whichever comes first. If I was king of the United States, littering <laughs> and slow walking would both be punishable by the death penalty. I see you're also a man of culture. <laughs> <laughs> Grant for king, not president. For king. <laughs> slow walking, illegal. And then I resign as king. Your walking privileges have been revoked. <laughs> If there are people piling up behind you, you must pull off to the side. Just, like, while you're walking. (laughs) Well, that's an actual law, at least in California. If you're driving too slow and there's more than five cars piled up behind you, you have to pull off to the side and let them go. Yeah, that's why, like, cops can pull you over for driving too slow as well as too fast. Mm -hmm. So a joke of old, old people driving 20 miles per hour on the freeway dab on boomers (laughs) Uh, have I showed you so I found my new favorite thing let me find it
Yeah, so it's a Twitter account that just posts um, cropped boomer images. And it is. It sounds sufficiently cursed. It is my new, like, absolute favorite thing. It's your new ad addiction? Yeah. So. It's this new drug. I'm just going to dump a whole bunch in here for you guys to look at because they are the funniest thing in the world to me. Like, These are amazing. Have you ever just agreed with someone? <laughs> like I just, uh, this is just the best liberal <laughs> damn girl you live like this <laughs> this is so priceless do either of you guys have any frustrations with driving you want to vent about yeah my only pet peeve for driving is uh, people not using blinkers wow. God. Turn signals. Yeah. Yeah. See, Simon, so I disagree with you. Those people are going to hell first. <laughs> They're on the list. They're definitely very high up on that roster. God, just. LA is the worst for this. Where. Like, there was, there was a time, like, a couple weeks ago, I was just driving, and this truck, it was, like, just swerving. Like, like not leaving the lane, but, like, swerving and, like, like towards me and then away and towards me and away like is he trying to change lanes without the signal he might be or he could just be drunk i have literally no idea either way you're scared i think it's required by like civil ordinance when you're in like a large city to drive like you don't come from a civilization with frontal lobe development and has discovered fire yeah if you're going to change lanes signal that you're going to change lanes like it's like, for me, it's second nature. Like, even when I'm driving completely by myself in the middle of nowhere, I'll still just put on a turn signal just because it's second nature. Even at, like, one in the morning when no one's on the road. Yeah. You use the McFucking turn signals. Yeah. I can't, I couldn't imagine being the person who just thinks, I'm going to change lanes without telling anyone. It's like, no, you're causing way more problems. I'm the boss of the road. Yeah. People will even uh, say I'm changing lanes when they're biking. That's the, that's what the hand signals are for. Yeah, bicycling. Cycling. Which is, yeah, cycling. Biking, cycling. Cycling. Psyching. Psyching. Psych. Got them. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they're like, uh, they have to display. They're changing, um, like, turning. So it's like, please don't hit me while I'm doing this thing. Yeah, because it'll be a lot more painful if you hit me right now. Yeah. I mean, I've been hit by a car while riding a bike, and it's... <laughs> How'd that come to Riding happen? Riding the bike down the freeway. I'm sure I've told... I know I've told Sam this story because I think you... Yeah, were, I've heard this. Yeah. I haven't. How? Wait, have you not heard this story before? <laughs> Alright, so... It was... Must have been... Senior year? Yeah, it must have been senior year. Possibly junior year. That's probably why I did it now. Yeah. Cause I know because I had zero period robotics and so every morning I would ride my bike to school and some days I'd wear a helmet some days I wouldn't just because it's not that far it's not that like big of a deal but like this is one of the days where I wasn't wearing a helmet and this event is the reason why every day after this I would always wear a helmet so I was riding my bike towards our high school 
Okay, so I was driving up Hageman towards Centennial, and I was riding... I was in the bike lane, but I'm going the wrong way in the bike lane because it's more convenient for me. Ah, yes, that's what I hear uh, most uh, accidents involving bikes happen when the bikers are going the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. Did you learn your lesson? I mean, I did. I was st- <laughs> no. The answer is no. I mean, I would still ride in the opposite bike lane because it's so much more convenient. So the light is green, and so I'm just riding forward. And this car is making a right turn around the street where I'm going forward. And he like runs into me. I get caught under the car, and he sort of just pushes me around the corner. And like, I think we complete like the entire corner before he stops. And we get up. So the bike was completely ruined, which annoyed me to no end because I liked that bike. Like I was perfectly fine. I wasn't. I wasn't like wearing a helmet either, which is was one a bad decision. I I regret that totally and completely. But I was perfectly fine. Like a little bruised up, but like no worse for wear. So like he'd stopped and like another car had pulled over because he'd saw what had happened, and I was just sort of like, sure, we gotta take the bike home and then I gotta get to class because <laughs> I don't want to be late again. So we like loaded the bike in the back of his car, drove it back to our house, and then like I eventually just got to school. I forget if my parents drove me or what, but I eventually got to school for I think I missed like the first couple minutes of first period, but I missed the entirety of zero period. Oh no. Oh no. Well, it seems yeah. like you were late for that class. Yeah. Oh no, not Smith. Now no so one person saw me get hit by the car. That person was Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then Michael then told everyone <laughs> that I was hit by a car. Attention, everyone. <laughs> Grant has been hit by a car. <laughs> Pretty I have an announcement to make. <laughs> Pretty much. So the way he described it to me was Michael was driving down Hageman going the other way and he was making a right turn to go into the student parking lot and so he saw what he referred to as a grant shaped lump in the middle of the road (laughs) this was how he phrased it to me (laughs) so uh here's a bad idea or a bad thing i thought of when you're get reading the story was that you kind of ragdolled when it hit you but continue well i mean yeah like what else is there? I, like, I didn't just fly into the air, but like, yeah. Gotta go curl up into a ball, Sonic style. <laughs> so, anyway, so everyone in Zero Period knew I was hit by a car thanks to Michael being Michael. <laughs> I mean, everyone makes fun of Michael, but like, he's just funny. So, I think like, so I show up to first period and I walk in, and Michael, like, is the first one to greet me. <laughs> And he just has nothing but questions. He's like amazed I even came to school. I thought I'd use it as an excuse to just dip the whole day. I would have. <laughs> exactly, but I forgot why. There was some reason why he came to school anyway. Maybe like a test or something. Possibly, I don't actually remember. All I know is everyone knew I was hit by a car before they even saw me. Just thanks to the grapevine. So I think it was like fourth period. I had class with Smith. So I walk in. 
and he's like known for hours i was hit by a car his immediate question is like grant are you okay why are you here he's <laughs> <laughs> like yo why are you like not taking the this advantage to like not go to school and just play well, minecraft I mean... all day or whatever the fuck you do these days <laughs> Well, I mean, because, like, the way he heard it was he just heard, like, he saw Michael walk in and, like, announce that. Please, you can keep going. I know, it just surprises <laughs> me every time. <laughs> so, but, like, from, like, Mr. Smith's perspective, like, Michael's, like, entered the room and just announced Grant got hit by a car. <laughs> and then a couple hours later, like, I just walk into class and he's like, okay, so he's not dead. <laughs> he's here. Michael just walks into the room. He has like those uh, medieval uh, trumpeteer guys just uh, like announce his entrance. <laughs> he pulls out an ancient scroll and reads from it. <laughs> Grant has been unfortunately <laughs> slaughtered by a motor vehicleist this morning. <laughs> we have indeed informed his next of kin. Thank you. And just leaves. Is that how you want your death now? <laughs> Simon? Um, probably not. Gonna fire Michael Mountain when Simon dies. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Mountain specifically. I prefer the Diomedes approach where they just throw my corpse over the wall. <laughs> Yay. And the funniest part was the man who hit me was the father of like another student in robotics. So that was awkward. So like the next day in robotics, um, this like like sophomore like walks up to me and it's like I'm sorry my father hit you with his car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry about that, man. And you're like, oh, I have a target now. <laughs> this is one of the more awkward interactions I've had. <laughs> and that is how I lost my bicycle, I guess. That's the only thing that really was damaged beyond repair. So I'm just imagining that you're riding your bike the wrong way on the road. Yes. And this uh, car hits you, and you are still, like, perfectly on your bike as if you're riding it normally, but you're just, like, at a 45 to, like, (laughs) 90-degree angle away from where you were now, and you're just, like, sliding in front of the car. Still, like, perfectly on it. Perfectly on it. That's, like, more or less how it happened. I wasn't perfectly on it, but it was... I was sort of caught under my bike slightly just because of how bikes work my like right leg was like bruised up because that one got scraped along the ground a bit the car wasn't going fast it was making a right turn so i was hit at like five miles an hour so it wasn't like my odds of death were like very slow it's just a scary experience that made me always wear my helmet never again never again. yeah i never wear my helmet of course i don't even have a helmet see that that scares me a bit so what if you get hit by a car? Well, if I die, then that's it. <laughs> you can throw my corpse over the wall. Just hope it's a, a truck so you can get isekai <laughs> Simon, if you die, which anime would you want to have your soul enter forever? <sighs> Probably Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, honestly. <laughs> I want that to be my isekai. Uh, after or before the... You know... The world reset. I don't know much about the world after the reset, so before. You at least know some things about before. Yeah, I know before the reset, not after. Nerds. <laughs> What's your isekai of choice, uh, Grant? I watched far fewer anime than you. If I had to enter 
An anime. Upon your death by a truck. Upon my death by a truck. I'm trying to think the one that's... Yeah, it has to be truck-coon specifically. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise it doesn't work. <laughs> it would have to well, be whatever anime is closest to my life right now. Because I'd rather just have nothing chained. So probably Yu-Gi-Oh! Reigns. Yu-Gi-Oh! Just, just Yu-Gi-Oh! Reigns. Yeah, so it's just like, it's my normal life. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just Yu-Gi-Oh! It's just more Yu-Gi-Oh! But you have crazier hair now. Of course. Well, I'm not the main character. <laughs> you can be. Well, if it's an isekai, then it's implied that you are indeed the main character. How about you, Sam? <laughs> Sword art all <laughs> Which part? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I will judge heavily. <laughs> I'm already judging, but... Continue. Yeah, as soon as you said sort online, we all started judging you immediately. <laughs> we'll just I don't know. I guess second part of the second season, whatever that would be. It's the the guns, isn't it? No, that's the first part of the second season. Of course. How could I have been such a fool? Yeah, well, aren't you up to date <laughs> your sorta online lore? No, I just know the first season. Do you want to give us any more info about why? Because uh, you can, because uh, you can go to Einkrad or go to Alfheim. Why would that be an option? We're all going to Einkrad, bro. <laughs> it's not even a fucking question. Also, why would you want to go there? <laughs> yeah, it's basically just the next Einkrad after it's been a death game. That sounds intensely lame. Compared to the death game one. Yeah, so it's like, we're back in the original location, but there's but no escape this time. And I don't actually want to die. Fair enough, honestly. I don't want to risk it. Bro, just play Minecraft. <laughs> just do <laughs> Sort of online part one really is just Minecraft, Battle Royale, or Minecraft Hunger Games, excuse me. They never build anything, so it's not Minecraft. It's neither Fortnite, so... No, you can't build things in a Minecraft Hunger Games, what are you talking about? Oh, so thing is it just like Hunger Games? Yeah. <laughs> Sam just wants to play Memorpica. Sam wants to main the hero from uh, Dragon Quest and Smash and just 0% KO people all day. Find Hocus Pocus in the spell list, use it, and then Kamikazes. I've got no idea what any of that means. Simon, do you even know the hero spell list in <laughs> Ultimate? No, I just know he's dummy overpowered. <laughs> Like, all I know is that he can 0% KO people, and that sounds extremely bullshit to me. I mean, it's possible, but the chance is, like, extremely low. The possibility is there. Yeah. I haven't gotten it myself. He's gonna keep playing till you get it. <laughs> and then, when I choose hero, other people are just like, oh no. He's gonna 0% KO me. And then you don't. <laughs> so do either of you have any thoughts regarding cars and driving? <laughs> That's Honestly, we before. I love the drive from uh, the Monterey Bay Peninsula to Santa Barbara during the winter when everything's all nice and green. Is that on one of the coastal highways? Yeah. Uh, it goes on the 101. The, the Highway 1 is a... Uh, um, I like it. It's an acquired taste. Like, what do you mean acquired taste? Um, It's like sheer cliffs and windy roads, but it's a two-lane, 55-mile-an-hour highway. Yeah, those don't seem like the appropriate combination. 
Yeah, of course, no one goes that fast. Everyone goes like 30 <laughs> to 40. There are straight sections, but like it's mostly windy in certain spots. Hmm. And there's really nowhere to get gas between... Uh, there's a place south of Big Sur that you can get gas, but between like Big Sur and uh, San Simeon, I think, has a gas station. There's no gas stations, and that's like a two-hour drive. Two hour drive. Hmm. So if you're heading up that way, I recommend that if you're going from uh, south to north, stop at San Simeon and get gas. And I recommend not stopping in uh, Big Sur for gas because that will be way too expensive. I recommend you do that at Carmel. All right. Travel tips with Simon. Yeah, I'm traveling down the Pacific coast of California. Oh, yeah, and during this time, I was trying to think of an actual isekai I'd want to be in. What keeps coming to my mind is uh, My Hero, but there's always a chance of just getting, like, a completely lame quirk that does nothing. Yeah, same thing with Stans. But if you're the main character, you probably would have a reasonably powered quirk or persona. <laughs> persona. <laughs> Is Persona included in this list because there's been movies? <laughs> no, well, there's movies and anime, but most of the anime aren't good. Like, I don't even think Persona 3 got an anime. They got anime movies. No, I, yeah, they got movies covering, I believe, the entirety of the game, basically. Yeah. And then, uh, have to play. I think it was like across four movies. Yeah, which is a really interesting way to do that, but what do I know about making anime? And uh, Persona 4 got two. And one was made by a garbage animation animation company who also made the Persona 5 animation, which also sucks. But the first one for Persona 4 was good. The thing that I hate about JoJo right now is that, like, half of it is just everyone faffing around. Or faffing about, excuse me. And it's just, like, this is kind of boring. So you want to see the fights? No, the, the fights are the faffing around, which is annoying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because, like, they're just fighting, like, fucking no-name NPC, like, rando, like, villain of the week type shit. But, like, there's a greater villain that they're supposed to face off with, and it's just, like, a waste of time. I was watching uh, some JoJo yesterday, and it kind of clicked to me, like, oh, it's sort of like how Grant was talking about how the uh, brothers, uh, Katarunsky or whatever that book is called, is, like, completely unreadable because... The uh, guy who made it was paid, like, by the column for, like, each week he posted it. And pretty much all the popular shonen anime are published in Shonen Jump, which is weekly. So they make their money by publishing their shit weekly, so they just make it ungodly long to get money. Gotta make that money. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But someday when Shonen Jump ends, they're gonna release a massive box set of all the anime that's come out of it. Just like the Brothers Karamazov. It's just going to end up in one massive book. I guess those are called anime in this context. Yeah, but the anime has to finish first. <laughs> Put on hiatus. Anything else about driving? Or cars? <laughs> 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 like your second attempt to bring it back. It's going to keep dragging you both. Uh, I don't know cars. There should be a lot more public transportation because there's way too many people on the fucking road and it's so fucking annoying. Yeah. Yep. Have you been on a public bus, though? Uh, in, in America? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like, if you think... Outside of America? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's been to Europe, like, a dozen times, so, you know. No, three times. Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that rich. 
Now, as much as I hate people when they're in other cars, I hate them even more when they're, like, two feet in front of me. <laughs> it's for the greater good. <laughs> the floors are sticky. The people are weird. I don't know. The stereotype of public transportation as somewhere that is generally disgusting, I'd say is more true the more populated the area is. Well, more populated areas tend to be more disgusting. Yeah. Like, it's like the buses in Bakersfield, like, they were never disgusting. They just never went where I wanted them to go, so I never used them. Cause they're, they're not really convenient. frequent. No. And the buses around where I am, like, the only problem is they don't go where I need them to go. But, like, there are, like, frequent buses that are clean, like, on my side of L.A. County. But I know that, like... In, like, downtown L.A., the buses are, yeah, like, yeah, they're frequent, and yeah, they go to where you need them to go, which is, like, the train station mostly. But they're disgusting. They're awful. That's because L.A. is just, like, terribly managed at, like, every possible inconceivable level. Dab on the homeless. Yeah. Who cares about the homeless problem, even if they're going to give us all the plague and typhus and uh, leprosy? Do they have the plague? Yeah, that is a serious problem at this point. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah, so watch out for uh, the plague, leprosy, and typhus, and other medieval diseases. Because the the city of LA will not clean up the trash, and they will not deal with the homeless problem. And they are, the homeless are currently experiencing higher rates of uh, leprosy, and typhus, and the plague. Just imagine you finishing that first statement with homeless are experiencing greater levels of homelessness. <laughs> I mean, this is also true in L.A., but... <laughs> Alright, so the next thing that I want to talk about is sort of follow-up to our earlier discussion on our plans for the future. This is just more about what's happening now. So, like, Simon, you are a dual Japanese and French major and then yes. Sam you are a psychology major and I'm a computer engineering major what does being those things mean to you like right now in college what do you mean by that like describe what it's like to be a psychology major at CSUB still not sure how to answer this question <laughs> Simon I, do, are you any closer on figuring out what I'm talking about. Are you trying to, like, ask us what's the uh, experience of being a major in your respective fields? Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's difficult because you have to think in a different language, which is difficult. I found it to be surprisingly easy to write in uh, French and Japanese. The reading is a lot harder, but I find that, uh, personally, I am... Uh, I mean, I'm like, I'm not like a really good writer, but I feel like I tend to like write and think much more eloquently than uh, I'm able to speak French and Japanese. So like, I find myself at like, in passes of like, oh, I don't know how to like, say this or express this in such a way that would be equivalent to how uh, I want to express this in English. So that's frustrating, but I get by. I can just say it like a freaking caveman. And because I'm not that good, I can get away with it. <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, 
because of uh, the existence of weebs and otakus and other degenerates <laughs> in such massive quantities. <laughs> that I don't know what you're talking about. That uh, Japanese clubs tend to be very heavily populated, but not a lot of <laughs> Japanese is spoken, <laughs> except by like actual Japanese people. So that's interesting. But at French clubs. Uh, the one at NPC, we never really spoke French that much because our French program is practically non-existent. But at the French club we have here that has like just materialized, um, I've only really spoken French and a little bit of English at it. French is like a barren wasteland because no one wants to learn French because people <laughs> like learn it like pretend to learn it in high school and then they hate every second of it so they don't continue it in college. Except for weirdos like me, or just other Francophiles, or people who are like getting some weird lit or history or art major, where like they have to like pretend like they know French for like a couple times in their life. <laughs> but I haven't met like any people in either of my classes that are dedicated French and or uh, Japanese majors. They're usually just getting minors and getting a degree in like an a quote real field like chemistry or <laughs> economics big quotes around you know economics as a real major throwing some shade at the economics departments there yeah from what i heard it's total bullshit it's really hard but like <laughs> from my friend who's double majoring in poli and econ he said they're both farces so at least at ucsb at i've been to three foreign language clubs and at all three of them, I've heard Chinese, which is very interesting, I guess. Like, dead ass, when I went to the German club, the only two languages I heard at it were Chinese and English, which is fucking fantastic. <laughs> and when I went to a French club, uh, there were like two uh, people who were like just starting starting out in French, but they were both Chinese. So the entire time they just spoke to each other in Chinese, and I felt like... This really defeats the purpose of this club. We're supposed to talk to each other in French, but okay. <laughs> and I haven't noticed that much Chinese in Japanese club because it, it tends to be more Japanese people there. But there are a few Chinese people there and they sometimes talk to each other in Chinese, but be like that. This is really just a long way to say there is quite a lot of ja uh, Chinese people at my school, which is a little surprising, but I guess I shouldn't be. I mean, it's California. Yeah, there's a lot of foreign people. But I thought I would hear a lot more Spanish than Chinese, to be frank. Okay. Okay. Like, when I'm in Santa Barbara, I like, Santa Barbara proper, I hear a lot of Spanish and, like, no, very little Chinese. But when I'm at school, I hear no Spanish and a lot of Chinese. It's definitely, like, the percentage of Chinese people in the college and then out of the college is going to be... Wildly different. So what kind of classes do you have to take for your double majoring and how is it different from just getting a minor in either language um a minor would, would be functionally the same thing but with like half the classes taken out <laughs> like for the japanese major i have to take classes in classical japanese if i were gonna but if i were to get a minor i wouldn't have to take those classes now you may be wondering why in the hell would you have to learn classical japanese to get a japanese major at ucsb Yes, and I'm inclined question, to ask the same question because I have no clue <laughs> why. It's sort of like, 
Yeah, to get an English major, you have to learn old and a middle English. Good luck, pal. <laughs> which, as far as I'm aware of, there are no classes in either language, which is a little sad for me because I want to take one. <laughs> I know at my school, because I'm taking a class on folklore, my teacher is the entire... She calls it the folklore department, but it's just her. <laughs> and she, she teaches a class on Beowulf, and that's... Old English. So why are you majoring instead of just minoring, then? Um, what do you mean? Like, why are you double majoring instead of majoring in one, minoring the other, or majoring in something else and minoring in both? What's the benefit of majoring in both languages if it is just a heavier course load? That's a great question, and to be frank, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> like, I've been thinking a lot of just, like, downgrading uh, Japanese to a minor, but, like, I want to have the opportunities, even though I know, like, I can still go to Japan on a minor, but it just feels cheap, I guess, to me. Um, hmm. I want to, like, 100% speak both of those languages to, like, the most fluent amount I possibly can, even though it's, like, impossible. Like, I hardly speak English fluently. Like, I want to, <laughs> because I want to translate, I want to be able to speak those languages, like, good enough to like get a good job as a translator hmm. so if it means like pushing myself the extra mile to like get there and be really fluent then i'll do it okay so you put in more effort you're open to get more out of it yeah okay. learn better become more acquainted with the culture i suppose so you gotta watch more anime you'll learn all about japanese culture yes so are all of your classes mostly just general language classes say they have to take classical japanese are there any other weird outlier classes like that or is it mostly just like french one through four japanese one through four yeah it's japanese one through six french one through six um i have to take a bunch of french literature courses and a bunch of japanese literature courses i have to take some courses on japanese uh religion as well hmm because as you know french people tend to be catholic or atheist and Japanese people tend to be atheists. Do they actually tend atheists? Yep. If that makes sense, but yeah. Well, so they approach religion very differently. Well, the thing is, from what how it's been explained to me, is that they don't really view it as much as a religion, as much as a uh, way of life. So it's sort of like Confucianism or Taoism, where it's not really a religion, it's technically more of a philosophy, but it's basically a religion. Hmm. People would more, more than likely say that they are Buddhist if they were to pick a religion. Hmm. It's like it's a different way of thinking about it. Okay. So, what does it mean to be a computer science major at Cal Poly Pomona? It's not computer science. We've gone over this. Mission failed. We'll get them <laughs> next time. So I'm a computer engineering major. So this is so it's halfway between an electrical engineering degree and halfway between a computer science degree. So it's the circuitry portion of electrical engineering and then the programming section of computer science combined together. So I have to take not only several years of programming courses and then also several years of circuitry courses. I've got to take several specialized courses of like how the two interact. So the vast majority of my classes are generally half lecture half lab most classes have both components and it's 
so my school really focuses on um, like a learn by doing so our school tries to get classes as small as they can be and then far more hands-on so far more labs than would normally be required so for every circuitry class I've taken there's also been a lab to go along with it and while that's not true for the programming courses the programming courses are much more focused on projects than they are on tests and other courses I've taken. A big thing our school tries to do is try to teach with experience rather than teach with like lecture. So I've taken other like GE classes at this school. So I've had to take like uh, other entry science courses like chemistry and bio. If I had to take history and English type classes and in general those classes feel a lot like high school where they are just a a lecture where the teacher is just talking at students and there are tests but in my major classes they feel different because they're much more focused on like there's a project you're working on that you have to turn in rather than there being like a test and there's much more applications of things so i had to, so for an example of this i had to take an entire year of like second level uh, circuitry so it started off with resistors and op amps over to capacitors and inductors and this year we've begun the applications portion where it's using everything we've learned the past year now we're designing circuits that do stuff in the real world and our assignments are to we're either designing or we're like looking at someone else's design for like a fuse box transformer or we're looking at a circuit to do a certain thing so we're focusing a lot more on the application of the real world side of things which i think is nice to have and it's something that feels unique to the engineering section of the school as compared to everything else interesting before uh, sam goes into his thing i looked into the english program to make sure that they didn't have an old english uh, thingy uh, they don't have that but they do have a class called going postal and i'm very intrigued oh, no. as you might guess <laughs> like what do you mean by that going postal at the elliot rogers school doesn't sound like a good class we're just gonna read elliot roger <laughs> like i'd rather not honestly but they so, <laughs> for english you know what you must do now do huh you know what you must do now is take that class and then report to us what's what goes on inside. It's four units. Hour 15 minute long class. I'm good. Are you still in your ad drop period? Uh, no. Okay. Actually, I don't even know when I'm supposed to add my uh, courses for the next uh, quarter. I mean, they haven't, um, I don't think that's out yet, but anyway, Sam, get into your bullshit. What's it like to be a psych major at CSUB? Honestly, I'm still not even sure how I'm supposed to answer this. Like, but like, what kind of classes do you have to take? What are the people like if they're interesting, or if like things will happen that you may have not expected to happen amongst your peers? Well, I guess I'll start with what one of my professors said, and that everyone is kind of an amateur psychologist. Everyone kind of has ideas on like, human nature and what people do. I'd agree with that. And psychologists are just trying to investigate this and, like, 
try to know a bit more concretely why people do things and whatnot. Some classes teach things on like human interaction and like like trends and whatnot. Like things people will do like if I just start doing like if say like I'm walking down the hall and I see someone and I wave to them, they'll probably wave back. Or I guess that's not really a good example. Because they might not. They might think you're waving at someone behind them. So they could turn around. That would also be a valid thing they could do. No, I mean, like, if you're looking specifically at them in the eyes. Ah. And I was like, there's a good chance that if you're looking at someone and you do something, they'll, if they're not really thinking about it, they'll repeat the exact same thing you do. Isn't that echopraxia? I think it's called echopraxia. My friend read a psychology book when he was in like middle school and he read that and he told me about that and that's he's told me that he did that in like an interview to like this private school and that's how he almost got in. Like if you like intentionally like do what the other person is doing, they'll like tend to like you more, I guess was a theory that was uh, written in that book. Or I wouldn't fucking know. People like people who are more similar to them. Yeah. Sort of something like that. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. the theory behind that. I think the speaking portion is called echolalia, where if you spend a lot of time with someone, eventually you'll begin to take up some of their forms of speech. I've noticed that happened to me. Or you'll start using their accent. Entirely bigger, so there's echolalia with the South. (laughs) (laughs) So what are your classes like, Sam? Are they in big lecture halls? Or are they in, like, high school-style classrooms? Or they're like just five of you, just chilling out. Gathered around some uh, beaten down graduate student. (laughs) Seems oddly specific, Simon. (laughs) Have you encountered this? Yeah, one of my classes is sort of like that. Well, it's my Japanese class, and on Fridays we have uh, the graduate student come in, and he just sounds like dead inside. It's awesome. But the classes are, with abnormal psych, what I'm taking right now, that's been more of knowing or learning about disabilities. I feel like I've already said this before. Yeah, you talked about that class, but you haven't said anything specific about it. Well, I could talk a little bit, like, so with, like, I said before, with each disability, there was, like, a model you could kind of follow. Some of the models were, like, the, the, the most researched one is definitely the biological model which just like physically what's happening in your brain with like neurotransmitters and whatnot so like saying like if you don't have enough of a certain neurotransmitter or if a certain neural connection is messing up you could use like either ECT electroconvulsive therapy or just drug therapy and some other models are like cognitive behavioral it's more like, I might be remembering this wrong, but I believe that one's more like correcting in- illogical thinking and whatnot. And then psychodynamic would be kind of more like Freud. Your boy. <laughs> Being like, <laughs> all children go through anxiety or something like that. And it's always to sex, my friend. Everyone wants to be <laughs> trans. 
Everyone's worried about getting their balls chopped off. They're totally normal things. Everyone does it. Not just me. Sigmund Freud. Addicted to cocaine. <laughs> I swear, guys. I swear, guys. It's not just me. It's all of you. And I was like... Sociocultural, I think it was called. When I was like... Based off more of societies and like the demands of society and whatnot. We live in a society. We live in a sock. What's your opinion on Freud, Sam? Since you're a psychologist, allegedly. Uh, you can't call yourself a psychologist till you get a PhD. Um, um, <laughs> baby's first psychology major. <laughs> baby's first psych degree student, Sam. What's your opinion on Freud? He was whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are forced to talk about him in our fantasy uh, slash fantastic class for whatever fucking reason. And, like, because he wrote an essay about, like, one of the stories we had to read. And he was like, yeah, this guy was worried about getting castrated. And, like, nothing in the story would suggest that. Like, this dude, in the story, he's worried about having his eyes taken out by, like, the Sandman. And Ford is like, oh... This guy's obviously, like, concerned about being castrated because they're both spherical. It, it's so fucking top tier. So big brain. But I guess in general, what my classes are just learn about, like, either things of the brain or certain disabilities and whatnot. Then just kind of know what they are how to like for some classes they tested me on like how to diagnose it and like what your guesses would be with like the information you get but not how to like treat it yet imagine that being grad school you'd be learning to treat that yeah I was just like at least in abnormal psych right now they you could choose like Say, uh, your guess was it, it was bipolar disorder. And then you could choose, like, biological model, and then drug therapy using, like, I think one of the drugs was, like, lithium or something like that. I don't remember. It started with an L. I knew that for sure. Lithium. Give them some batteries to chew on. Chew on some batteries, friend. Throw some lithium in some water. (laughs) <laughs> there is some pure lithium in water. See what happens. Oh, yeah, and another... This was more so last semester, but... Across kind of all classes. with the, I guess the only real exception would be abnormal psych, but... It's just like... You also kind of learn how to just be a better human being. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit of a philosophy course on the side. In a roundabout way. Yeah, and like... I haven't even taken the class yet, but the class I'm thinking of specifically is a positive psych, I believe it was called. So explain what you mean by teaching you to be a better person. Can you give like an example or explain in greater depth? Guess kind some of it would be like at least when it comes to disabilities, knowing how like not to respond to people. Like like when it comes to depression 
you don't say to people with depression like oh i've been sad before about stuff too isn't that just a fancy term for feeling bummed out yeah <laughs> like that does not help dwight you ignorant slut <laughs> and just being more positive in general being more supportive i guess it teaches you like how to respond properly to people with uh, disabilities yeah just to clarify it i've got a few more questions about the classes themselves whether or not your feelings about them for a bit more of this so like how are these classes structured are they all lecture based or are there practical portions to this or is it all just sitting down in front of a teacher who's giving you a lecture I think most of my classes, with the exception of, like, the intro class, they've been... There's been, like, a little bit of, like, I guess you could say application. Like, doing problems and in class, like, questions and whatnot. But a simple answer to your question, Grant, is the psychology classes I've been taking so far more just kind of regular lectures with with tests and whatnot. And then every, with every class, there's an accompanying lab that you do need to take at least one eventually, but you don't have to take one for every class. Oh, we just left. Oh, uh, okay. He's back. There he is. <laughs> He's gone. Now look at Simon. Leave and join and leave the chat. Alright. I think we need to end the call and then start over again. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is fucking how terrible. About, how about we stop the recording?